0: The word of the Lord from Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 12 through 15 Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you 6 days you shall labor and do all your work but the 7th day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God On it you shall not do any work Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You are probably aware that the Lord gives us the Ten Commandments twice in the Old Testament, which means that he gives us the Third Commandment twice. In Exodus 20, verse 8, he says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. He explains this a little bit by continuing, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. That's the Exodus version. The Deuteronomy text, you heard before, it uses a few more words to say the same thing. There is a difference after that, though. God provides different rationales for keeping the commandment. In Exodus, he says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So in Exodus, the Lord gives the third commandment because he created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. He didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was done, because he'd completed the heavens and the earth to perfection. Like the master painter who knows when one more brushstroke won't make anything better, the Lord finished his work of creating and he rested on the seventh day. Although God has no need of rest, his people do. They are limited in energy and strength, and the Lord has created bodies with an amazing ability to recover. In resting on the seventh day, he also set a pattern for them. He said they had six days to work and get things done, ostensibly from sunup to sundown. After six days of that, he said they were to take a break and rest. He declared that to be holy too. And since the word sanctifies things and makes them holy, they were able to spend that day of rest hearing his holy word. If we want to sum up this commandment in Exodus, then God said, I created all things in six days, you included, and rested on the seventh. So be like me, you work for six days and rest on the seventh. And to me, this is tragically ironic. The temptation that Adam and Eve fell for was the temptation to be like God in knowing good and evil. As I am one who greatly enjoys the blessings of a good nap, I must ask, why couldn't they just be like God by resting instead? That's Exodus. In Deuteronomy, the rationale is different. The Lord declares in Deuteronomy 5, verse 15, You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So in Deuteronomy, God switches from Eden to Egypt, from Genesis to Exodus. He reminds his people that for a while they had no rest at all because they were slaves at the hands of the Egyptians, and Pharaoh's men had little concern with working the Israelites to death. Indeed, they would have died that restless death if the Lord had not intervened. He sent Moses as their deliverer, and he backed up Moses preaching with ten plagues, dividing the Red Sea, and other wonders. He brought them out of Egypt and promised to preserve them through the wilderness. He told them to rest on the Sabbath not only because they needed rest, but because he was the one providing for them. So there you have it. Between Exodus and Deuteronomy, God said, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, both because I made you and because I redeemed you. This, of course, is just as true for you as it was for the Israelites. God has created you, and God has redeemed you. Both of these things are already done, by the way. God doesn't say, remember the Sabbath day, and then I will create you, because clearly you're already here. Likewise, he doesn't say, if you remember the Sabbath day, then I will remember you, because Christ has already shed his blood for you on the cross. In fact, when you think of the third commandment and the Sabbath, or seventh day of the week, remember that the seventh day comes right after the sixth. On the sixth day of the week, God finished creating, and then he rested on the seventh. On Good Friday, also the sixth day of the week, Jesus accomplished your redemption, announcing it is finished before he died. And then he rested on the seventh before rising again. The third commandment originates from God's work on your behalf, and the commandment is given to protect your soul. When Luther explains the third commandment in the small catechism, he says, We should fear and love God, so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Now, personally, I'm cool with a commandment that says, Thou shalt listen to this sermon, and thou shalt love it. But maybe we should tease this out a bit more for the joy that God has to give. First off, you'll note that there's no mention of resting on the Sabbath in this explanation. Your body still needs rest days, because that's how you're made to be, and you ignore that truth at your peril. However, that's not what this commandment is about. How can we say this? Because that part gets set aside in the New Testament, and it doesn't get renewed. The short story for an evening sermon is that the rest on the seventh day, that was there in the Old Testament to point to Jesus. By taking away your sin, he removed the strife that was between you and God. Now you are at peace with him, so now you can rest easy. That's all because of what Jesus has done. It's not by your works, which is why Hebrews 4 9 and 10 can say, So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Likewise, in the New Testament, worship doesn't have to be on Saturday. Jesus didn't carry that over into the New Testament either, and Christians early on moved church to Sunday because it was a day of his resurrection. Rest assured, the Holy Spirit is quite happy to sanctify you on a Saturday, a Sunday morning, or even a cold Wednesday night. Like a lot of the Levitical law of the Old Testament, resting on the seventh day served the purpose of foreshadowing Jesus. But now that he has come, you don't need the shadows anymore, because you have him. If the enforced rest on the seventh day is gone from the commandment, what's left of the commandment? You are to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What makes the Sabbath day holy? Well, what makes any day or anything holy? The Holy Spirit is the one who sanctifies through the word which is why everything is made holy by the Word of God and prayer. How do you sanctify the Sabbath day with the Word? By speaking it, and hearing it, and singing it, and praying it, and meditating upon it. In doing so, you speak and hear of Jesus, Jesus who has made you righteous by taking your sins away. By means of that word, the Holy Spirit is at work to sanctify. And behold, it is not just the day that gets sanctified. It's you who are made holy by the word of God. That's why this next is my favorite tidbit about the third commandment for this sermon. In Christ, your rest, God flips the Sabbath rest on its head. Among other places, Luther sums this up in a hymn. It's it's 581 in our hymnal. In verse 4, which is about the third commandment, he says, Put aside the work you do so that God may work in you. God, who rested from his work on the Sabbath day, now commands you to rest in Christ while he works in service to you to sanctify you and keep you in the faith until he comes again in glory. God commands you to rest so that he does the work. As we note at the start of many a Sunday morning, worship is called the divine service because the divine one, God, comes to serve us. He works through his word to justify, to sanctify, to strengthen. He serves you a meal of his own body and blood so that you might have life and salvation. Keeping all that in mind, you'd think that of all the commandments, this is the one that you'd want to keep the most. I mean, what would you be saying if you chose to ignore or despise the third commandment and just went about doing whatever work you'd be doing instead? I mean, that would be saying, my work is more important than God's work. Or maybe... My work is what gives me worth before God, so forget whatever Jesus has done. Or maybe I just don't think that being holy is all that important. Or maybe I'd rather sleep or daydream than be sanctified. All such thoughts would be just foolish. But even though God gives you His word and is at work to sanctify you through it, you still don't gladly hear and learn it as you should. Why is that? Whatever the reason, your sin just shows your need for sanctification for the word that much more. So rejoice that you might have rest for your soul. God is at work in Christ for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.